Hello and welcome to worship on this third Sunday after Pentecost. We will begin our worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Renew us and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit 
be with you all. Let us pray. Sovereign God, ruler of all hearts, you call us to obey you and you favor us with true freedom. Keep us faithful to the ways of your Son, that leaving behind all that hinders us, we may steadfastly follow your paths. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Keep your eye on the prize. I think that is what Jesus is trying to convey to those who seem loyal to Jesus but find distractions in their lives. Our reading begins with Jesus entering a village populated by Samaritans. Jesus was already thinking about what was waiting for him in Jerusalem, his arrest and crucifixion. The Samaritans, who were not followers of Jesus, wanted nothing to do with him. They knew he was not going to change, so Jesus continued on his way. Jesus knew the only way to show these people all he had said he was going to do was to go to Jerusalem and fulfill his words by dying on the cross and rising from the dead. As Jesus was going down the road with his disciples, a man approached them and promised his allegiance to Jesus. But Jesus knew this man had no idea what was about to happen. He dismissed the man because he knew he had nothing to offer the man. Jesus must have sensed that this man did not understand the gravity of what was going to happen to Jesus. The man saw this is a, a chance to follow someone who was growing in popularity, but he had no idea that the only place Jesus would have to lay his head was in a stone 
tomb. Then Jesus came upon two men whom he thought could follow him, and he offered them a chance to come with him. How disappointing it must have been for Jesus to hear these men exclaim that they would be glad to follow Jesus after they finished other business. Well, Jesus knew there was no time for them to put family duties in front of this mission. It may seem harsh when Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. Jesus was not uncaring, but Jesus knew there were many faithful family members who would make sure that this man had a proper burial, but the opportunity to follow Jesus could not be put off. The other man wanted to follow Jesus after he said goodbye to his family. Well, Jesus knew there was no time for farewells. What was about to happen to Jesus could not be delayed. If this man was going to always look back and regret who and what he left behind, instead of putting his focus on what was to come, he would be of no use to Jesus. The call to follow Jesus meant many sacrifices for those early disciples. Some were willing to make the sacrifices. Remember, James and John left their fishing boats in their homes without hesitation. It couldn't have been easy for them, but they knew it was the right thing to do. They did not look back. They did not make excuses. They went. Jesus continues to call us to follow him. He expects the same loyalty from us that he expected from his first disciples. Do we heed his call, or do we find excuses to not follow him? What do we think we need to accomplish before we can put our full attention on what Jesus is calling us to do? There is so much... <clears throat> that impacts our focus on Jesus. We have work obligations. We have family obligations. We have personal plans. Our time seems to be tugged in so many directions that when the day ends, we realize Jesus was not the main focus in what we have done that day. Not only can we not find time during the day to focus on Jesus, we find it very difficult to even reserve one hour each week to worship our Lord. Now, as I look out among all of you, I think what I'm doing is called preaching to the choir. You are here. You have found a way to make Jesus your focus, at least for this morning. But what about all those who are not here today? Where is their focus? I'm hoping that the curiosity of a new pastor will bring more to worship. I hope that for at least some of those who come here out of curiosity will keep coming back because they realize what they have been missing. That is where all of you can help. Make sure when they come, they feel warmly welcomed. Try not to look back at their past attendance, but look forward to what could happen 
if they kept coming back. Some of the biggest mistakes we make are to remember the past and let that color our present. As Jesus said, no one who puts a hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Our focus must be on the present and the future. Our focus must be on Christ our Lord. This parish has a rich and interesting history. This history began with one congregation, then one became two. This caused conflict and hurt feelings, but over the years the hurt lessened and the need to come together for the sake of the gospel was apparent. And you did it. You found ways to work together which strengthened both congregations. You should be proud of all you have accomplished. It is a perfect example of not looking back, but instead of keeping your eyes on Christ. Oh, I know there are still conflicts that arise. There will always be reasons for disagreement, but how you handle them is what is most important. Honest communication is very important, and the willingness to compromise is essential. It doesn't help when we keep bringing up the past. What is done is done. Dredging up old conflicts will not change the outcome and often stirs up old hurts. It solves nothing. Remember, looking back takes your eyes off the prize, the kingdom of God. You have a new beginning coming soon. I know Pastor Leah will bless you in many ways, and you will bless her. So find ways to always keep Jesus in the forefront of all you do. It is the only way to live your life. Amen.
using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. God of faithfulness, set the face of your church firmly on you. Rooted in your self-giving love, may the church find freedom in loving our neighbors. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of gentleness, strengthen the earth's ability to heal. Where there are dangerous storms, bring calm. Where there are destructive fires, bring rain. Protect homes, habitats, and all who are in danger. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of peace, guide all who govern. May they place their the good of their citizens above their self-promotion. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of kindness, reveal your healing presence to all who are sick or dying and uphold all who grieve. We pray especially for those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Gala Julianne. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, attend to those struggling with addiction, depression, or anger. Provide support systems and loving companions as they work toward health. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of joy, we give thanks for all who have died and now celebrate new life. Keep their examples of faithfulness always before us. May we continue to trust your promises in life and in death. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Blessed are they, the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they, full of sorrow, they shall be consoled. Rejoice and be glad, blessed are you. shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst, they shall have their fill. Rejoice and be glad, blessed are you. Rejoice 
Go in peace. Share the good news. Thanks be to God.